Smoking and Drinking in Space is a proud member of the Earglue Media Network. Amelia, be safe. Give my regards to Dr. Mann. Farewell, Dad. It looks good for your trajectory. We've calculated two years to Saturn. It's a lot of drama, me. Look after my family, will you please, sir? We'll be waiting for you when you get back. Little older, a little wiser, but happy to see you. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end, no dark is right. Because their words had fought no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week we review Christopher Nolan's sci-fi film conceived by a couple theoretical physicists and had Matthew McConaughey driving a Ram truck long before he was paid to drive a Lincoln. It's 2014's Interstellar. And with me this week, he's the black hole to my event horizon. It's James. How are you doing, James? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and he's the gravitational pull that keeps everything together. It's Rob. What you doing, Rob? Uh, nothing. Yeah, that's, I'm recording. That pretty much explains I'm, it all. Yeah, I'm recording. <laughs> that's that's what I'm doing. The, the, oh, you're barely doing that. The long I, uh in front just it says everything, dude. That's <laughs> that's. That is podcast gold right there. No, uh, no. That's, that's like podcast fucking bronze. That's like iron. It, you know what? It's podcast aluminum. I okay. think bronze is probably a, a more primitive metal than either iron or aluminum. Yeah, but aluminum is more not precious than bronze. Bronze is still considered a precious metal. Aluminum uh, yeah. is not. No, bronze is, a, bronze is just a... a or of iron and or not iron, but tin and copper. It's still a precious metal. It's not precious. You can get bronze anywhere. Precious. You can't get bronze anywhere. There's not like a bronze store you, just, you can you go to. You just smelt copper and tin to together. They had it in the ancient age. That's what they used yeah. in the ancient age. It was the Bronze Age and then the Iron Age. I so which is more useless? The other day. Which is more worthless? Not bronze. Uh, bronze or aluminum? Which is more worthless? Oh, bronze. All right, well then, yeah, you're bronze. That's bron- that's 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 podcast bronze. I went to Brahms the other day and got a ice cream. Oh, Brahms sounds so good. Mm-hmm. So I'll be bronze all the time. Bronze. No, all I'm hearing is bronze. Bronze. Deaf bastard. Nope. All I'm hearing is bronze. Rocky Road Jesus ice cream. Christ. Double scoop. Oh, heaven. Rob, you got right, any news our, for us this nope, week? Nope. That's our show. We're going to bronze <laughs> now, guys. Um, I do. I do have some news. So, uh, let's see. Spider-Man talks are on hold. Um, 
an investor offered up a uh, offered up to uh, comic or I'm sorry, Cosmic Book. An investor offered up to Cosmic Book uh, that a big acquisition is on the horizon for Apple um, to help supplement their Apple TV service thing that they're doing. Um, and apparently Sony is one of the potential candidates. So that means if Sony Pictures is bought, um, all the Spider-Man rights go back to Marvel because it was in the original clause. Wasn't I talking to you two assholes about this last week? Were you? Yeah, I don't but we didn't. That. Uh, we didn't. I, I we was didn't talking talk to somebody it. about this that if if Sony was bought, Marvel got the rights back to Spider Man. Right. So talks are on hold until until uh, that gets clarified up. Uh, my next news is uh, Sony and Marvel are going to make another Spider Man film. <laughs> so. Uh, Kevin Feige is set to come back as Spider-Man, uh, or not as Spider-Man, as no, the that, producer. No, you know what? I, I won't watch that movie. You, you won't, won't watch it. a Kevin Feige as Spider-Man movie? As Spider-Man, yeah. No, no. Uh, he's no, coming back as a producer for Spider-Man uh, to finish off the trilogy uh, that they had kind of penciled out. Uh, the details appear that Disney is going to provide about 25% of the costs, um, production costs, and... In return, they will receive 25% of the profits. So it's a nice even, uh, you know, you put in and you'll get out what you put in type of deal. So, hey, we got Spider-Man for an MCU at least one more time. We'll cool. see what happens yeah, after that. I, so I called this a while back. It didn't happen nearly as quickly as I thought it was going to. But, yeah, there, Sony isn't going to... Sony isn't going to make it with a Spider-Man franchise without Marvel at this point. Yeah, I think there's too much. Uh, there'd be too much fan backlash. I think. I I think it would do good. Uh, I I think it would do well, but I don't think it would be as good of a movie as it could be. Uh, and I don't think the fans would, you know, oh, let's go see it two three times, you know. Well, I think the I think they would do okay initially. I think they'd probably do pretty good initially, but history has shown us that the subsequent Spider-Man movies they just don't have the creative talent, right? To to sustain Spider-Man movies, they they've they've gone through two different iterations of Spider-Man. Three, they're on. Spider-Man well, they're on number three, three, right three but Sony yeah. themselves did two different uh, iterations of Spider-Man. They true. did uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and then uh, Garfield Spider-Man, and neither which, one of which those Spider-Man's better. Uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yeah. is yeah. much better. Well, well, why is that Toby even a question? No, no, no. Now Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man in the first two was good. Emo Spider-Man three. Uh, was pretty shitty. Yeah, and, yeah, they and were that's just, what I'm but, saying. But look, what else was emo uh, in the early 2000s? Like, I'm not pointing fingers at the Star Wars prequels, but I'm pointing fucking both middle fingers at the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> fucking emo is all get out. So, True. yeah, you know, it was just, that's what people did in the early I 2000s. Sand. Yeah, it but they right took everywhere. it to a really campy level with his emo. I don't disagree at all. I Like, the third one is shit. But it's still not as bad on its worst day in my worst mood. It is not as bad as the Star Wars prequels. Oh, I can't wait until we do the Star Wars prequels here in just several weeks. Yeah, I can. I can absolutely wait. (laughs) Do what now? I'm sorry, Rob. Were you not in that meeting? Oh, shit. 
Misa like Jar Jar. Fuck. You can never, uh, ever do that again. Oh, no. Never. No, that's going to be my outro. It was racist all, when he did it, and it's racist through, when you do it. All through the Star Wars, no. I am just going to no. quote Jar Jar Binks no. the entire time. No. What other news you got? Uh, last one. Uh, uh, let's see. Apparently, you know, we've been talking about NASA the last couple of weeks, right? Yep. Um, well, NASA is not Russia's tech support. Surprise. Yeah, I right. feel like this deserves a big duh. Yeah. Well, you know, he, NASA has been tech support for, for, you know, SpaceX and India and all that kind of fun stuff. Well, they're not the tech support for Russia. Um, apparently, back in August of 2018, a uh, small hole, mm -hmm. uh, let's see, 0.07 inches in diameter, uh, was discovered on the space station. Mm -hmm. Uh Russia's done their thing. Well, they fixed it, so everything was fine. It was in a one of the disposable capsules, you know, that brings the the supplies up, and then it just burns up in the atmosphere. Um, they put a fix on it with duct tape, right? Basically, kind of. Um, yeah, it's sort of. Have you guys not seen Armageddon? It's space duct tape. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So they they taped it up and fixed it, and then did their thing, and then jettisoned it and burned it up. No big deal. Um, apparently, Russia has figured out what the cause was, but they're not going to tell NASA what it is. Well, and so the, the suspicion was due to some of the damage that was by the hole was that somebody like had drill misdrilled. Or it. Yeah, yeah, somebody had misdrilled the hole. Or something. And uh, it was a manufacturing defect that kind of slipped through their quality control because Russia doesn't have the safest record on yeah they don't have well, you the, know why uh, the, the they safest just, they record. strap people to rockets and then just shoot them up in the air you shouldn't yeah. drill holes on shit going to space when you're shirtless riding bareback on a horse i'm just saying like maybe get off the horse put a fucking shirt on putin and then drill holes yes you don't do holes. that you don't you can't do all of that at the same time it's one or the other drill a hole or ride a horse bareback and shirtless sweet Good to know. <laughs> have you guys not seen? I have seen the fucking pictures yes. of, Putin, of Putin with his. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, that's a yeah. thing. I just didn't know that Putin was uh, one of the workers. I'm sorry that you didn't know that, but yes, I he didn't. Sweet. James knows all about Putin. He does. It's because Frank tells him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got Putin's <laughs> poster mounted above his bed. So. That's the last does. thing he sees at night before he closes his eyes to go to sleep. <laughs> I don't think that's yeah. accurate. But he, if it were, if it were, it is a far sight better than Jeff Goldblum posters above my bed. Not true. Not true at all. No, that is objectively true. not true. Goldblum less than Putin. Nope. Oh, absolutely. That is a false Putin runs equation. a giant com uh, uh, country. What does Goldblum do? Uh, everything. Everything. That's not that's not accurate at all. This is not this is I can't even have this conversation with either one of you. If Jeff Goldblum wanted to run an entire master. country, he could. He could. KGB spymaster. It would probably Actor. be easier. Probably easier to list what Jeff Bloom couldn't do. Yeah, that'd be a shorter list. Much shorter yeah. list. Yeah. Couldn't be a KGB uh, spymaster, couldn't run a fucking giant country. How do you know he's not uh, a KGB spymaster? Mm? Oh. How do you know that? He's so good, you don't know. Oh, see? Oh, shit. 
Yeah, I think what's what's more worthless than bronze? Because I think that's where we're at podcast wise at this point. <laughs> Who's more worthless than bronze? Um, Jeff Goldblum. Boo! Who wants more a pod crawl? <laughs> Let's do it. Yep. We can call it. I don't know. Say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Humans have succeeded in creating the Dust Bowl 2 electric boogaloo, and that along with a plant-killing blight, we are proper fucked. Joseph Cooper, far from his days of hanging out at the drive-in, is a former pilot and engineer and currently a corn and dust farmer. As a hobby, he likes to take his children ripping through the cornfields hunting for predator drones and then ripping out their hearts to use for his robot army. His daughter, Murph, is the rebellious genius trope who we all know will end up saving the day. Oh, he also has a son. One day Murph starts getting messages from the ghost haunting her room. Cooper translates one message and comes up with coordinates, so naturally he heads out to investigate. Murph tags along and they end up at the old NORAD command center. But wait, there are no more armies, so who's occupying the mountain now? None other than NASA, who was supposedly disbanded. It seems Dr. Brand got the band back together to come up with a solution to the blight thing. They will shoot people into a wormhole that leads to another galaxy to look for another planet. They also plan to maybe launch a large space station to house the population, but can't seem to figure out the gravitational equations that some mysterious beings sent them to get the humongous structure off the ground. Since Coop is a pilot that tested the craft they will be using, and since he's there, he's conscripted to take lead of the mission. Seems legit. With him will be an astrophysicist, a guy with a beard, and Dr. Brand's daughter, the other Dr. Brand who happens to be an astrobiologist, maybe. To assist with the trip, they're also taking Tars, a robot with a wicked sense of humor, and they pick up Case, another robot that just kind of hangs out because they needed two robots later in the plot. The crew take off, intercept the Endurance and head off to Saturn and the wormhole that's nearby. Passing through the wormhole and experiencing an acid trip as well, they spit out on the other side in a galaxy far, far away. Sorry, wrong movie. They end up in a mishmash of a system where there is some sort of neutron star as well as a massive black hole. Somehow, in this gravitational nightmare, there are stable planet orbits, and three seem to have the ability to house life. The first, which seems to be the most promising, is also closest to the black hole and orbiting extremely fast. This will create a time slip for anyone heading down to the planet relative to time on Earth where every hour is about seven years Earth time. For some reason, they decide to explore this planet first. The planet turns out to be a water world, and nobody considered a water world near a gigantic source of gravity might have some massive tidal patterns. Needless to say, they almost got smashed by mountain-sized tidal waves and Dr. Beard gets a watery grave. The astrophysicist is now an old man and their delayed trip has wasted a ton more fuel than they anticipated. They have to decide whether to head down to a planet that is no longer signaling but showed the most promise, or a planet that is still signaling but might not be the best fit. So they choose option B, of course. Turns out it's Dr. Man's planet and he has the space madness. His planet is a frozen hellhole and he blows up the astrophysicist with a booby-trapped robot. Man uses the Ranger to head up to the Endurance, fucks up the airlock and blows the seal and a good portion of the ship as well. Coop and other Dr. Brand are in the mobile lab ship and they manage to keep the Endurance from entering the planet's atmosphere. Woefully low on fuel and with no other option, they decide to use the remaining Ranger and the lab ship to boost their trajectory and use the black hole as a slingshot to the last planet. They have to detach the ships, however, to cut mass so the Endurance can break free of the grab pull of the black hole. 
Tars and Coop each take a ship, fire the booster and disconnect, getting sucked into a hole darker than James' heart. Coop for some reason oh. tries to fly his ship like an airplane in a black hole, but starts taking damage from the guy welding in front of him and ejects. He gets sucked into a tesseract of his daughter's room and it turns out he's the ghost in the machine. By yelling, crying and pounding on plaid wallpaper, oh, he completes his self-fulfilled destiny and sets the past into motion. The beings, who turn out to be us way in the future, spit him back out around Saturn where he's picked up by Otto the trash man. He's reunited with his ancient daughter, gets his house back, repairs TARS, and roll committing Grand Theft spaceship credits. And that's Interstellar. So, this is probably one of the better movies that we've reviewed in a while. Uh, Shut up, yeah. Rob. Nobody cares. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> um, very, very scientifically accurate for the most part, um, mostly due to the conception of the movie coming from a couple of theoretical physicists. Matthew McConaughey was, of course, great. I, I don't I can't think of a movie that he's been bad in. I mean, all of them. What? This movie would have been served so much better by having Jim Carrey play Matthew McConaughey playing whatever his character's name was. You are so wrong. <laughs> have you not seen Jim Carrey do Matthew McConaughey on Saturday Night Live? No, I have doing the uh, the uh, those Lincoln commercials. Oh yes, 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 I have. Yes, I have. Where he's like rolling the booger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. So he does a pretty yeah. pretty funny impression of of Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. No, you're right. This movie's uh not terrible. Uh in in fact, uh it is a far uh sight better than most of the movies and television shows that we have reviewed lately, and this is certainly more sci-fi than 112263. So I was pretty happy uh with, with watching this. I, I could never remember, like, I've seen this movie a couple times. I could never remember the ending. Like, the first time I watched it, I thought the ending was was pretty good. The second time I watched it, I went, how does this movie end? Obviously, McConaughey's going to die. He's going through a black hole. Nobody survives going through a black hole. I don't why. Like, I don't well, even understand. And then, we don't like, the Tesseract people thing. people would survive going through a black hole, depending on yeah. the black hole. But, yeah, I, I get you there. Yeah, and then. Like so, the, like, and the reason I didn't remember is because I couldn't understand the ending. I'm like, why? Like, how is he there? Like, how is he in a tesseract? Uh, and then when I watched it uh, for the third time for for this podcast, which is firmly below whatever bronze is, uh, <laughs> it uh, I I I followed the movie the whole way through, but I couldn't friggin' remember how it ended. And then when it ended the way it did, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember this now. And the reason is because it's and silly. How so? Uh, I don't want to spoil anything if we're going to start at the beginning. No, I mean, we can, I just, we can I, bounce around. Well, technically, we can, okay. we can start at the end and it would be the beginning. That's true. Because I don't of Tesseract. Like how it, because of Tesseract. <laughs> I don't think that's the cause, but okay. Uh, I, I don't like how it ended with him just going off in a spaceship. Like, you don't even see him steal the spaceship. You don't see him meet up with Anne Hathaway, which, by the way, is just an absolute smoke show. She's smoking hot, yeah. In, yeah. in anything that she is in. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically when she's in a Catwoman suit. Uh, yes, I, really, I agree. I really like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Anyway, so I'll just take uh, a moment. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to do it because, again, we're already below bronze. And we're now we're below whatever that point. is. Lead. Yeah. Lead. Lead. Sweet. Let me know when we get to Mercury. Um, <laughs> so the podcast is going to be like poison. Yes. Poison to anybody that listens we're, to it. I think we're dangerously close to that Mercury level right now. Uh, but uh, you don't see him reunite with her because the whole thing was. They went to this giant, like, and I don't even know why they did this, okay? Because he's what? He's an engineer and a pilot. Right. That's what Matthew McConaughey's character is. Right. So they come out of the wormhole on the other side, and they decide to go to the big giant planet that's going to fucking waste a shit ton of time first. Yep. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, so. Hit that on the way back. And they established. (laughs) Yeah, they established. So the, the whole goal of this mission is to find a planet that can support life, right? Right. So they have three candidate pr- planets once they get through the wormhole. Two of those planets will take a few months to get to. The third planet once th- is, is much closer. They can get to it, you know, maybe in a day or a matter of days. But once they're on the surface of that planet, for every <laughs> they hour they're on that planet, so much they lose time. seven years Earth time. Why not take well, the just- few months... To it was going to be a pit stop. Yeah, to go to the other planets, check those out, because you just have to find one. I would make that my last-ditch contingency planet, that one that's closest to the fucking black hole, and go check out the other two first, because you've got plenty right, of time. Who made that decision? The pilot. Like, not the scientist, not 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 anybody who well, has a brain on He him. was the mission he commander. Was, he was, I don't. Oh my God! Why? I don't because understand he had it the either. most experience. He no, he was because part the of robot NASA. said he was just there. That's the only reason why is because he was there. Well, you found it. I guess you can lead the fucking mission now. It made no sense to me. And then what's even more egregious is that when they come out twenty, what was it, twenty one, twenty three years 28 later, years 23. later. twenty eight years later, there you go, twenty eight. Twenty. No, was it twenty three? Yeah, it was twenty three. I thought it was twenty three. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay, so twenty three. 23 years later, instead of doing what the doctor says, which is, hey, let's go to this planet, because this one, I think, has the most potential, he reasons that it's love. That's what's drawing you to that planet, not science, not anything in that big, beautiful brain of yours. It's just love for the guy that's on there, because you have a thing for him, because he was putting his stuff Inside of your stuff. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I would be like, cool, let's go there. Well, like, so whatever. I can I get, sort of I understand do- his logic there. The other planet I had get- been continuously um, broadcasting, and it did look promising. Now, according to the telemetry data that they were getting, or not telemetry, but the, the data that they were getting, it didn't look as promising as the other planet, but the other planet had stopped broadcasting. So they weren't sure if something had happened. Maybe the, the planet had some seismic activity that had tore shit up. Maybe the, the planet just, you know, exploded. Yeah. Maybe exploded. Who knows? So they, they were, they were kind of hedging their bets going for more of a sure thing than the other. I guess, but there's, there's an old adage that I would imagine like, transcends both time and space, which is if it looks too good to be true, odds are it is. 
Yeah. And Matt Matt Damon made this way too good to be true. But if they had just gone to that planet first and found out that the dude was all kinds of fucked up and space mad, then they could have gone to the other planet and found, oh, it's it's a great planet. We can uh, colonize here and then bring everybody back. Instead of going to the stupid water world first. I mean, they should have figured out once they got into the atmosphere and realized that the fucking planet was covered with water, that the gravitational forces are going to cause these super tides. Uh, But I can kind of understand that as well, because you want to make sure, number one. Number two, you're so excited. I mean, this is the first time uh, that you have been on another planet. So I want to look at everything. Yeah. And they're there to find the data, right? Which almost gets uh, Anne Hathaway killed. And instead, Dr. Beard dies, which I was eternally grateful for. <laughs> you didn't like the beard? I, it wasn't that I didn't like the beard. I just wanted to look at Anne Hathaway more than I wanted to look at the oh, beard. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Like, I don't understand why that's hard to understand. Oh, that's, what if oh. Anne Hathaway had the beard? Ooh. You know what? Still hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, still, definitely. But you get to look hot. at both the beard and Anne Hathaway. So it's kind of the best of both right. worlds. So this movie started off, not to jump around, but I'm going to jump around. Uh, this movie started off kind of like, what was the movie that uh, uh, Signs? Yeah, yeah. Where the kids, like, something's going on, like, leaving water everywhere. Right. Like, swing away, Meryl. No. Like, it, it, I, that's how this was. This kid's, like, having, like, weird shit happen. This poltergeist, this ghost, but it's not. But she, she's just as integ- integral to the story as uh, Matthew McConaughey is. But the son... Like nobody gave a shit. Yeah, the sun probably could have been left out, and the movie would have been pretty much the same. He was he was yeah, there. Casey, to- Casey Affleck played him, and I like he's forgettable. Yeah, and well, I mean, he was okay in the Oceans movies. I don't really remember him in anything else. He was in Goodwill Hunting, though, right? Was he? Yeah, no, that was Ben. No, Ben Affleck was too, but Casey Affleck was one of the one of the buddies too. Uh, you like apples? How about them apples? Yeah. How about them apples? Uh, So I had to look up the cast for this. Did you? Did you look at the cast to see who all was in it? Because I wanted to know who played Tars. Um, Yeah. Bill Irwin. Yeah. Yeah, I looked up the the puppeteer and the guy who voiced Tars. And then a name stuck out to me. The first time I remember this actor in anything is a movie with Mel Gibson called Payback. Okay. Uh, Okay, I remember it. William Devane. Also, like if you're a millennial, you probably know him from being on a farm and telling you to hoard gold. <laughs> what? That's what he does. He does those commercials for, uh, I don't know, like, you, you know, I, what do you do if something happens? Like, hi, I'm William Devane. Are you prepared for the apocalypse? Oh, get so he's, he's trying to get people to invest in gold, which is an awful, awful investment over time. Yes. Awesome. That is exactly what he's trying to do. Awesome. I don't remember which company he works for. I'm sure I could look it up, but I don't care. But that's what he says. Hi, I'm William Devane. And so when when Matthew McConaughey sits down with him at the table at the NORAD bunker that he and his daughter found, (laughs) that's the first thing I thought of was Matthew McConaughey looking at him. I just waited for him to go, hi, 
I'm William Devane. And you should hoard shit gold. Ton of gold. Right. Shit hoard ton of gold. gold. In the back. Yeah. <laughs> so when I first saw this any movie, crops, but when I first saw I this gold. movie, I thought it was about a plot to make every place look like Iowa. But then I realized that this couldn't have been set in Iowa because the roads are too good. Oh, okay. Yeah. And oh, I'm just saying a bunch of corn. You'd think Iowa, but then you look at the roads and, but it's, all that the uh, anyone can, and I don't think there's any NORAD sites in Iowa. Of course, now is there that, probably is a NORAD site in Iowa, and nobody knows about it. So this may be where they're at. Right? Is that why? Is that what Iowa looks like? Is just corn and dust? No, corn and soybeans. There is no dust. It's hills. There's a lot of hills. No dust. Uh, no, there, there's not any hillbillies uh, like there are in in Texas. But there's no hillbillies in Texas. It's rednecks. Rednecks. Meth labs. Yeah, same difference. Rednecks. Uh, meth labs. Lots and lots of meth labs. Like, don't go on the back roads of Iowa. You might get shot. Yeah, too bad. Too late. I was already on the back roads of Iowa. But did you die? I did not die. Okay, well, there you go. Are you sure? I was worried every once in a while. And Topher Grace, another forgettable character in yeah, this but he was movie. Fairly good in this one. I mean, he's not one of my favorite actors, but he did an okay job for the supporting role that he had in this movie. I also didn't like John Lithgow's, uh, like his acting performance was great. I just didn't care for his character. Yeah, his character was a little old and crusty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could, yeah, I could identify. Was old and crusty. I could certainly identify with him. I just didn't care for him. All I wanted to do was yell at him to sit down and shut the fuck up. Well, I mean, he was the cynic. He was the guy who, you know, has seen the world go to the shitter. He lost his daughter. He's watching his son-in-law chase... Uh, Chase rainbows. It's uh, he's the cynic. Yeah, but his son-in-law fucking outlived everyone ever except Methuselah. Well, because of relativity. I don't care why. He it certainly wasn't because of good genes. <laughs> I don't know how old Everybody, do you think the character was in this movie. Well, I don't. He was. So what did they say? Uh, he was 128. No, 158. Was that? Yeah, 158. Uh, no, I think it was 120 something, 124 something. Okay, so if he was 128 and they, 23 years is what they added on the first time and then another 51 years. So that's 74 years, 128 would have put him at what? 44 or 54, 54. Yeah. So he was looking pretty good for 54. Oh, I was looking pretty good for 54 54. on a planet that, that nobody can fucking live on. How does that happen? Matthew McConaughey looks really good at 54 on a planet that can't grow shit except corn. Yeah, I know. They lost okra, which means no gumbo, which means end of life. Dude, fried okra is life. Yeah, fried okra, gumbo, anything pretty much made with okra. Okra is pretty good. I miss gumbo. I miss okra. I haven't had okra in a grip. You should go get some okra. We'll wait. Okay, I'll be back. (laughs) So while we wait, um, I had a so so at the beginning of the movie uh, when Murph got uh, in trouble, you know they they mentioned that uh, that the space race nonsense and all that uh, you know they don't believe in the space race, and McConaughey mentions that the space race helped develop the MRIs. They didn't believe in the lunar appar- landing, right? In the lunar landing, but they said that you know all that helped develop the MRIs. 
which apparently are no longer around. Well, yeah, Nothing they don't have anybody works. to operate them. Yeah, everybody okay. has to be a farmer. Okay. Like, did you miss that part? Okay, There's not enough you. food for people, so everybody has to be everybody a farmer. Is, I got you. Yeah, they've and only the got reason, like a very limited pool of people that actually go to college and do other things. Gotcha. And while I'm looking at this picture of Anna Hathaway with a beard, <laughs> yeah, like the reason that You're they're welcome. teaching, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, the reason they're teaching kids that the lunar lander uh, landing or the lunar landing didn't happen and was faked by NASA's propaganda against the Soviets was. Because they needed everybody to just hate NASA. Yeah, it was propaganda against NASA. Well, against science in general. No, not science in general, because science in general, they were, they were still sending the smartest of the smart to universities. So they could try and figure try... out how to get rid of the blight. Right. right. Okay. But the smartest of the smart of the smartest were still going to fucking NASA. Because they knew, and there's no way, we got to get off this fucking rock. Okay. But the public wouldn't have it because there's a shortage of food. Like nobody can go do anything. So why are we trying to, you know, uh, investigate space? We should be investigating all those resources we're pumping into this secret program if they knew about it. If it was a public program, that's why they had to turn people against NASA. Public relations, man. PR 101, Rob. PR 101. I dig it. So I had a couple. I also have a couple questions about uh, the ship. Okay. The the endurance, right? First off, one, why the hell is the endurance so dingy and dirty if it's been up in space? What do you mean so dingy and dirty? Well, it, when when they're showing the scene of them going down, uh, about to go into stasis, right? So they're getting into these things, and there's like white tiles everywhere. All the white tiles were like black on the edges like it looked real dirty did you maybe they just painted know. it black maybe it was aesthetics maybe, maybe i don't know yeah i don't know i didn't notice I, that i mean i i, I it didn't why look were like, you looking at the edges of the tiles rob i it was no i just the whole the whole thing you know it, it looked it it didn't rob do you work in clean. maintenance <laughs> it didn't no i don't it didn't look like clean yeah you know? it didn't look like it was manufactured from a space program that had just a ton of funding um so they probably well, used imagine a, that yeah they probably used a lot of spare parts and and materials that they had left over from the previous space program and okay. stuff that they could probably scrounge up you know under the radar and that's probably okay. why they they went with that kind of look okay i can accept that that's a good explainer. That's yep. a good explainer, Jason. Great explainer. Uh, Rob hasn't had a good explainer yet for shit. I just want to point Not out. Yet. I had a really good one last week. You had a really good one this week. Hey, Rob still mine, not had a good explainer. Mine will probably be next week. Oh, I, next week. You know what? I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Oh, you should. I just want to point no, out. really. You, you should hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew you meant that in the very yeah. literal sense, Rob. Yes. yes. I just want to point out one thing. And that is that the world-famous New York Yankees are still a thing in the distant future yeah. with the Earth yeah. dying. Yeah, what? They're playing, they're playing shit, in what? Though. The fucking the, Field was, of Dreams? Yeah, but they're yeah, still fucking was, playing. They're, they're like on a little like mini field, it looked like. But people go to watch them because they're the yeah, Yankees. Because yeah, that's the I, only other thing to do. John Lithgow was right. Far, like Farm corner, go, go watch the Yankees. I wanted a hot dog watching them. Oh yeah, I know. 
I did too. As soon as he said that, I'm like, fuck. I really want a hot dog. I do disagree with him, though. There is popcorn at, at baseball games, so. Yeah. But maybe this is like 10, 15 years in our future was his past. And so maybe in 10 to 15 years, people are like, fuck popcorn. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's a well, big popcorn that's revolt. Really all you could eat. Yeah. With you just, you know, popcorn or growing corn, corn or all the time. Corn That's on the cob. All you've got. Corn, corn stew. Corn, it's corn like fucking soup. Bubba. This is uh, Bubba Gump. Corn chowder. Bubba corn. Fried corn. Corn fritters. Jesus Christ. Corn shut the bread. fuck up, Rob. Corn bread. Corn tortillas. Corn oh, no more flour tortillas either because they no, lost it's wheat. Just corn tortillas. Yeah, the wheat Oh, gone. that's a travesty yeah. too. Corn yeah, tortilla. but that 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 begs the question: like, which is better, corn tortilla or flour tortilla? I'm firmly in the flour tortilla. Camp. It depends on the application. I'm flour. So if I'm doing yeah. if I'm doing tacos al carbon, I want corn tortillas all the time. Yeah, use real words. Tar- tacos al carbon, street tacos. <laughs> so if I'm doing street tacos uh, or fish tacos or some kind of tacos like that, I want corn tortillas. Fajitas. I just want a soft shell fucking taco. What's wrong with that? Why do you have to get all fucking fancy? I don't care what the fuck you put in it. Just put it in a soft shell. If it's fucking got corn carnitas, shells are bullshit, or... and I'm from the corn state. They're bullshit. They're, they're crumbly. Great. They're messy. No, they're not. You've they're had terrible. shitty fucking corn tortillas. Well, yeah. Guess what? I don't live fucking right next to Mexico. Well, but you live in a cornfield. You should be able to get fresh corn tortillas. <laughs> all you got to do is pick them off of the vine. <laughs> I don't corn tortillas don't grow on vines, you fucking idiot. Holy shit. Yeah. But it was I'm good. not sure it's you do. A, no, I'm I didn't. really not sure you do. Hey, I'm fairly you. confident you believe now that tortillas, specifically corn tortillas, grow on a vine in Iowa. No, it's a, it, it's actually more of a bush. It's a tortilla. The old El Paso fucking Oh my god. You know what? I know who's getting my idiot must, award this week. You must, be, uh, <laughs> you must be picking them a little past. You know what? This uh, is podcast prime. dirt at this point. That's what <laughs> yeah. this is. We're not even a fucking metal anymore. We are dirt. We are podcast <laughs> dirt. So, all right. So moving back, moving along. My other pro, uh, thing I had a question on. So would spinning up the endurance first... And then boost, and then and then going. Wouldn't that mess with your tra- trajectory a little bit? No, probably I mean, not. Well, because when they were show, every time they showed the Earth in the window when they were spinning, it looked like the the Earth wasn't spinning on center. Right. Well, it but I mean, if of, they it, weren't leaving the Earth straight from, I mean, if they weren't leaving straight from the Earth either, it's not going to be. Yeah, centered. but if they're spinning. Well, no, I'm not saying centered in the. I'm not saying centered in the in the window or anything. But like when it's spinning, it looks like like when the planet, not the planet, but you know the the ring is spinning, right? So essentially, the planet would be spinning. It looked like it was off center on its axis. You know, it was like spinning. What is it? Eccentric. Well, you bring up the spinning, I mean, just, which brings me to one of the first problems that I have with the movie because I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. When they were coming up on the uh, on the on the wormhole mm-hmm. and the the scientist said, you know, the guy who's super smart said, "Hey, 
Stop the spinning. Yeah. So because we're we're we're, we're we can see the wormhole now. I thought they were spinning for gravity because when they started spinning, remember? Yeah, they were. Like they 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 got gra- right. Yeah. So gravity went away, and nobody like they didn't tell anybody in the ship right. like, "Hey, prepare to like lose gravity, like get all the shit." So let's yeah. fucking right. fly off. Yeah, like, and and big, they stopped that, the spin way too fast too. It would have taken a little more time to stop that spin, and they would have right. prepped everything to stop the spin because whenever. You know, any any object in motion that's not tied down is going to stay in motion and it's going to cause damage. So, well, see, I would have thought so, but they got out of stasis. Yep. When they got to got to Saturn, so I would have thought that they would have tied everything down prior to getting into stasis. Why? Well, just so it's not potentially floating around. Or not floating around, but you know it falls. You know something. I don't they have know. tars. I he was around. Tars in case. Yeah, he doesn't there. have. He doesn't have hands. Yeah, he does. Which for me, they have little tars. Little, little claw hand, hand thingies. Little, little claws. Yeah. He picked up Anne Hathaway. He's got appendages. Yeah, and then he like was faster than the other dude. Yeah, he was. He took forever to get out there, and then he came back quick. I like Tars. Tars for me is a star of this movie, hands down. Like he was like, and I like that Matthew McConaughey called him slick. I I wish I had a Tars. I would call him slick, <laughs> which is kind of an oxymoron since he's named a Tar but called slick. His Tar isn't slick. Maybe it's a Tar slick. Maybe it's a Tar slick. Tar isn't slick. How do you have a Tar slick? I don't know. You have an oil slick. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe. Oh. Maybe it's tar. Maybe it's tar's lick, and it just he put it all together, and it, you know. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Elbow jetpacks are dumb. <laughs> yes, elbow jetpacks are dumb. Dude, it was like uh, it was like um, uh, Pacific Rim, right? You know where you get to you get that elbow that elbow jetpack to to do the super punch. To be fair, I don't think it was an actual jetpack. I just think it was compressed air. Well, it was, but they were using them like jetpacks. They were using them to to help get up and down things. Well, sure, to augment their the you know ability to jump and move around and get around because the gravity on this uh, shit planet that uh, Matt Damon has summoned them to uh, was what? What what did they say? Seventy five percent. Eighty percent. There you go. Uh, of Earth's gravity. So you know, this would help them get around, get up and down. You know. The uh, giant uh, crevasses. Yeah, but I would okay, want so something a, a little more close, a little closer to my center of gravity. If I'm going to use something to boost me up and down, uh, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. And I would imagine you train once you train on these, it's fine. What do you want? One coming out of your ass? Uh, one out of my back, like they have now. Well, okay. This I was this movie was image. what done in what. When was it done? 2014 is when it released. Okay. So you know what? Jetpack te- technology in the last five years has obviously rocketed. <laughs> no. Past oh. elbow technology. I, I like the idea of it coming out of your ass, though, because then you can fart and they would never know. It can oh, run, no, right. jetpack. It can run yeah. on tacos. Yeah. It run on corn tortillas. <laughs> Um, no, so okay, you brought up uh, you brought up another point. You know, it's eighty uh, percent of Earth's gravity, which is which is great, but that then that then adds another 
tick in the what the hell were they thinking column for the first planet because it was like two and a half times Earth's gravity. Why the at fuck this would point, you? Why would you okay, want to be? But at you have two and to. You have to look. You have to look at it from the view of evolution. Evolution says that eventually your body. Uh, the, well, eventually, but would, you're gonna you're gonna would, be would adapt. Yeah. Okay. So your options are dust bowl or fucking two and a half times your own fucking gravity. Guess what? I'm going I'm to choose three. the gravity. Two and a half no, times no planet planet gravity. Three. You didn't that's know. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's like that's like all of a sudden. What are you? What? Two hundred pounds. Okay. Now all of a sudden you weigh twice as much. So you're four hundred. No. No. Two and a half. Two and, two and a half. half. So you'd be five hundred. Yeah. So you're five hundred pounds. Okay, but you're not really 500 pounds. You know what? No, you I'm really are no, 500 pounds. You are 500 pounds. Okay, Weight but that doesn't mean you're fat. Gr- you're just no, 500 pounds. I'm not saying you're yeah, fat, but, but your, your body, body is only used to carrying 200 pounds. So all of a sudden you you dump a load So of everybody 200- gets a goddamn hover round. Everybody gets a scooter. It's fucking <laughs> so, Seinfeld so, episode all over no, again. So I don't know what the fucking oh, problem is. I was going to say, it's like Wally all over again. Where, yeah, where get one of those. Everybody was in those little hover rounds. Yeah, that was another thing that kind of annoyed me was they kept using weight instead of mass. Weight is okay, but they had to dumb it down for. I, like, I know, but that's just audience. one of those things that yeah, they they wouldn't say you know we need to dump weight in order to break orbit. They would say we need to dump mass because weight is is mass times gravity. So, right, but your average moviegoer, in addition to the average sadist listener, probably isn't going. Yeah, that's not right. They would have said mass. Because I wouldn't well, have said mass. Say, if I'm right in the movie, I would have been like, it's Jason a weight. brought it up. That's right. Well, See, now, I'm this is what Jason does. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, you're not an educator. If you're the fucking hope of mankind, we are fucked. <laughs> Who? Never denies that. <laughs> Rob, you're not anyone's hope for anything. Dude, I'm the farmer, okay? I'm the brother. You're not even that. I'm going to go make corn. <laughs> So I'm not af- sure what you are in this world, but it's not the farmer. I wouldn't eat your fucking corn. <laughs> you think fucking corn tortillas grow on a bush? No, a vine. No, you said bush. You did say bush. I did. I did say bush later. Right? Yeah. I mean, you don't even know what the fuck almost, it grows on. Almost like a. I'm thinking more like kind of like a tomato plant. You know, dude. It's kind it's of like a viney garlic. bush. No, thing. it's like yeah. garlic. You have to dig them up. <laughs> now wait. No, that brings up a good point. Now. Are they individual tortillas, or do they come in like a block, like how cheese is? You oh know, no, do they come in a pack? Off. Like like old oh, El they're Paso. prepackaged and everything. <laughs> prepackaged the whole nine yards. Like you just pull them Sweet. out. And, yeah, I usually packs a uh, uh, six, twelve, and eighteen. Oh, although I've heard in in certain areas, like uh, around Costco's and, and Sam's Club, you can get them in, in large amounts, like forty eights. Wow. wow. Okay, yeah. that's impressive. I think they use Miracle Grow. <laughs> God. You two are morons. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought the special effects on this movie were outstanding, especially the some effects of the, were good. The sound effects were good too. Yeah, or I'm sorry, the lack of sound. Yes. every time they were outside, that yes. was and the music was space. phenomenal. Like yes. I really liked the music. Like so, I've said before that if I notice the music, it's for one of two reasons: it's either really bad or really really good. And in this instance, it was the latter. It was very good. I thought it added to the drama. It added to the situation. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I thought everything from from acting to sound effects to lack of sound effects to music was absolutely well done. Well, the music was done by Hans Zimmer, right? Yes. 
Yeah. And so Christopher Nolan actually told Hans Zimmer to come up with something new because horns and drums had been overdone and he wanted a different sound for this. So he used an organ. Yeah. Oh, and actually, uh, I read somewhere that uh, all he was given was a piece of paper that said, this is this is what it is. This is the, uh, uh, let's see, the comp- uh, single page that said that told a story of a father leaving his child for work, and that's it. Wow. To start, Can you imagine to start having with. to fucking score a movie yeah. based off of that information? Well, I'm, a, it's I'm assuming like doing this at podcast. some point. It's, it's like doing this podcast with Rob. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what? Go suck a fuck. <laughs> That's last week, dude. Last oh, week. No, I thought the, the small kind of technical details that they put in some of the special effects, like the gravitational lensing around the wormhole and the, the black uh, hole were That was based excellent. off of a... Yeah, that was based off of... Uh, uh, what? Equations. Yeah. A computer. Yeah, so... Um, one of the guys who, who came up with the concept for the movie and was the technical advisor on the movie, um, Kip Thorne, he's a theoretical physicist, and he worked with the special effects guys, the computer effects guys, and gave them equations to come up with some of the, the gravitational lensing that would happen around the, the holes. And it took you know hundreds of hours to, to render some of these scenes think they said like 800 terabytes worth of data on some of these scenes these are just massive fucking special effects files they stand up i mean i know it's only five years old but it, they certainly stand up oh yeah it's it, it looks incredible yeah. most of the, the rest of this sh- stuff was practical effects though and i just for some reason i still like practical effects over cgi when you can do it it just looks better the only issue I had with with some how some of the scenes were is the fact that you took uh, or they they shot it from like sh- the camera strapped to the outside of the hull of of the ship, so you only saw like the side of the ship and then the other part part of it, and it made it sometimes it made it a little hard to follow. Right? It's like they filmed it with a GoPro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Strapped to his head. Yeah, it was just, it, it, you know, because it, it's uh, especially like when they're coming up on the, let's see, they had it for the black hole and then they had it when they were trying to, uh, or when they came into the ice planet, you know, they it was strapped to that side there. So you only saw like part of the scenery and it made it made it a little, a little jarring at times to me. Right. No, I get that. And I, I I somewhat agree with that too. It was some of the camera angles on on some of those special effects were yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying you you follow it as it's flying around, but at, you know at least you know ha, sh- show the whole ship or something like that going going by. You know to kind of get a sense of because you never really get a sense of what the ship the the scale of the ship right. Um, yeah, yeah, that, and that well. I think part of that was the. They shot so much around that black hole, and they Christopher Nolan had to keep a per- certain perspective on that black hole in order to not confuse audiences because of the way they they designed the black hole CGI. It's it's as accurate as they could possibly imagine because nobody's actually seen a black hole that up close. In fact, we've only gotten the first actual images of a black hole what in the last year year and a half. 
Yeah, I think so. Something like that. So this is all kind of theoretical and what we think a black hole would look like in the visual light spectrum. Yeah, Um, but it's not even, but it's not even just the black hole scenes. I mean, like when he was using the air brakes um, on the water planet, it was like they took the GoPro and flipped it around and shine uh, you know showed it from the nose you know so you you only got like half the ship yeah you know you yeah. just you just see this flap kind of doing this and it's like well, okay great but how is that effective yeah i think you they know? were trying to give you kind of a they were trying to bring the audience in to kind of fly in with the ship so they could experience some of the the trajectory or the motion of coming in hot on a planet i don't know but yeah i i, I get i get what you're saying on that I had one final thought. Um, so, so well, no, I got two. Okay, so man, All right, let's go to man real quick. He he knocks knocks Cooper out, right? Uh, breaks his helmet or whatever. Cooper finds his long range transmitter. He transmits at that point in time. Man has just gotten up to the top of the the ridge, right? Mm-hmm. So he he transmits help. I need help. Hathaway immediately drops what she's doing, gets in the ship, flies off, right? So and they've got they've got they've locked onto the transmission or whatever. I mean they're going straight for it, mm-hmm. straight for 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 Cooper. How the hell does man on foot get back to base before? Hathaway ever finds Cooper. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like um, we're, you're on a ship. The ship's going fast. How is he able to beat the ship? Uh, you, you're assuming the same distance, man versus ship, and man wins to get back to, to camp. How? Was she at camp? I don't think she was at camp. Yeah, was she not at camp? No, I, I think she- they had gone off uh, to do some samples at another spot. I think they were oh, setting okay. up yeah, at, at another only, spot from camp. Not only okay. that, but he saw the ship coming down with Case. Was it Case or Tars? I, don't uh, I think it was Case, Case. on that ship. I, yeah, right. Because he said, "Slow down, Turbo." Yeah, right. And so Safety he first, was coming yeah. back down. Right, coming back down from from uh, bringing down the supplies that they needed to set up other other bases in other areas. But but it it landed right there where uh, Hathaway was. Okay, but. They still weren't, like, we don't, like, what, what was she doing? What was he doing? Okay. They had to get into the ship. It's not like they were ready to go when they got the call. Okay. It's not like they were sitting there waiting. He's going to need help. I know he's going to need help because love transcends everything, even black fucking holes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the last... other problem I had with that planet was the stupid frozen clouds. That wouldn't have happened. So that no. was definitely artistic license there. Yeah, I think it was it was to show that well, it's it's fucking cold, right? And Even we've got really fucking cold planets in our solar system that have clouds that are gaseous and not frozen. So, right. Um, my my last thing is, uh, I I believe I believe that The Martian, the movie The Martian, was payback for Matt Damon trying to strand his fellow astronauts. I think that's what it was. It was like, dude, I tried to strand some people. I need to be stranded myself for for this movie. I think that's why he took the... So you think it was penance? It was. Something like that. I mean, yeah, whatever. Let's do it.
Any final awards. thoughts before we get to awards? It's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should go. You should go watch it. It is I an excellent we, movie. I don't think we do it justice. I think the Tesseract. I, I think would it, like it is a mind fuck when it comes to uh, time oh, travel and relativity it's and weird. all of that stuff. But guess what? Uh, in real life, it's a mind fuck. That's the way it would really work, and not Back to the Future style. So I, I really like this movie. Go watch it. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, my only con, my only complaint is I really want to know: Does he ever find him? Does he ever what? Does he ever find uh, Hathaway? You know? Yeah, he knows what planet she's on. Well, yes, yeah. I okay. mean, the assumption is he takes the ship, he goes to her planet. I mean, he knows and how to get And they live happily ever after on a fucking now, world. Now, those space they stations. They raise a bunch of space babies. Space yeah. babies. Those space stations, are they, they're heading towards that planet, right? Correct. No. The space station is just there around Saturn. Right, but why, why isn't it's it going its own through? colony. Why is it not going to, to the planet? The planet. I don't know. They don't really explain that. I guess they haven't gotten they haven't gotten the uh, so official. I word think yet. Plan A was to build that space station and have it self sufficient. No, it was I th- to get I thought to the it planet. Was, I thought it was. I thought it was to be self sufficient until they got to the planet, so that they could keep populating. You, right. you know, they they keep making babies and things like that naturally so that when they get there, they've got a good pool instead of um, these other people, you know, putting everybody in stasis. You know, it's too expensive to put people in stasis, so we got to make a generational ship. But Yeah, I don't know. The, why, the movie why doesn't really explain it, all that very yeah, well. Can, can those space stations only move so fast? I'm going to be honest. At two hours, 49-minute runtime, they were quickly running out of time, and so they were like, fuck it, yeah. park it in Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ran out of gas. <laughs> they were... No, they're using gravity. They don't... Gas is infinite, isn't it? No. Gas is I not bet. infinite. You still have so to what, have what was... some kind of propulsion in order to... I mean, you can use gravity as an assist, but you have to get up to speed in the first place. Well, what was the whole thing with the equation for the anti-grav? Anti-grav, anti-grav to get the the ship off to break the planet. atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Because they wouldn't be able to 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 have the thrust to get it off planet. Right. Right. Okay. I'm with you there. I gotcha. But once you get out there, you're kind of screwed. Right. And they didn't have the budget to build it in space, which is what you probably should have done to begin with. Uh. Yeah. Right. All right. Who's got awards? I do. Rob, who's got your uh, black lung? Um, I changed the award again, uh, but it's going to go to the er- to everybody on the planet Earth because uh, they got basically the black lung from the Dust Bowl. Okay. You know, you know they, they, they had the same respiratory issues, and, you know, and they even showed it with, with uh, 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 brothers' kids, right? Right. I don't even know who, what his name was, Joe, John, uh, uh, Farmer Boy. You know, they showed it that they had they had respiratory issues. So eh, similar to like, you know, smoking like a chimney. Okay. James? Uh, nobody smoked in this movie and nothing really blew up that was of any significance that, that I saw. Uh, so Marge Shot gets uh, my Black Lung Award. <laughs> Marge Shot. Why Marge Shot? Because she was known for like smoking camel and filtered for fucking how many years? Yeah, but we have That's a why. default. It's Doc Who's Coddle. the default? 
Yeah, uh, you know what? My my default is fucking March shot. <laughs> Camel unfiltered, baby. So I I had trouble on 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 this one. I wanted to give it to the cornfields that they burned. Oh yeah, they <laughs> were smoking black. Yeah, but uh, I I ended up giving it to Casey Affleck's son, who was coughing up a lung pretty much his entire scene. Every scene he was in, he was you know hacking and. I don't know how he got that hack because that would really hurt to to be able to cough and and have those that that son you'll never be yeah. able to act again but if you cough here like I need you to cough you're gonna win a goddamn Oscar All right they found it they found an asthmatic actor right so don't go run around go around around the uh, set for a minute and then come back and do your scene so I think I'm gonna split my award between the the sun and the cornfields. James, who's has your who has your uh, head lush? Uh, head lush goes to. Was there any hooch in this movie? It was a little. Yeah. Was there? Yep. I'm trying to remember where it was because I Everywhere. don't remember any of. It. He, here's the thing: corn liquor sucks. It's so, okay. You can make vodka out of corn. I know there's Iowa. There's Iowa fucking vodka. I know Bourbon is fifty one percent corn at least. The mash. Some bourbon, yeah. No, all bourbon is at least 51% corn mash. Okay, but what's the rest of it? Uh, it depends. It could be rye, wheat, whatever. Yeah, all the rest of that shit's gone. <laughs> True. Corn hooch. <laughs> so it's just corn hooch. Uh, you know, so I, I, I don't know. Uh, who get Richard Dawson, I guess, gets it for me. Because I didn't, honestly, with everything going on in the movie, that was not something that I noticed. Okay, Rob? I gave it to Cooper, uh, specifically sitting on the porch farming like the old days when he was on the space station. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Cooper no, gets mine right. too. He was uh, he was drinking a beer on the porch when he was talking to his father in law about farming and and ex- exploration, and then he was also drinking a beer on his porch again at the end of the movie when he yep. was talking to Tars, looking out over the space station. Mm-hmm. He also had a drink when he uh, first found NASA. Oh, that's right. That's right. They they pulled out the the whiskey. They gave, yeah. I, I'm thinking it's corn. <laughs> well, corn can make whiskey. That's what. Oh my God. But you can't make whiskey with like the other shit. It's all gone. You can still make whiskey with corn. You it's don't have to whiskey. have the other shit. Well, it's still whiskey. <laughs> all right, Rob. Who's got your player? My player goes to Professor Brand, the old man. The old um, man. Yes, yeah, specifically because he says, go be a hero. I'll solve the problem of gravity. Just kidding. You all are going to fucking die. And be all the way. <laughs> all right, James. So, I mean, he played the whole, what, even the, na- even the yeah, workers. Yeah, he played NASA everybody. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Dr. Brand uh, and Hathaway gets mine. Because the only reason Matthew McConaughey is going to find her, apparently on his own, because big giant ship isn't coming, no, he uh, has is, is, with him. is to make babies. So that's got to be, I mean, she's the smoke show. But if I was leaving behind, you know, society in humans, like it, it better be really good. So. Well, okay, so here's, the, here's, the, here's a quick question. We know the space stations are there, and he has a ship. Does he have enough fuel that he could go get her, grab her, rescue her, bring her back to the space stations? 
But why would he want to? He's going to create a new human colony in another galaxy. Uh, corn. Corn. <laughs> so my player is going to go to Dr. Edmonds. Anybody remember who that is? Topher Doc- Grace. Dr. Edmonds. No. So Dr. Edmonds. Oh, oh, Edmonds is the one that we never saw. Right. He's on the, the one that we that never we saw never that Anne Hathaway wanted to go to, yeah. to check out. So he uh he must have a dick that that's that spurts rainbows or you know, it's a unicorn horn or something because she love Jason. Love trans. <laughs> she traveled everything. to another Black galaxy to go see Tesseracts. His ass. Time. So he's getting my black or my uh, player. Timeless. Do you think Zales had a um, stake in this game? They no. might have. Yeah. You know, love, love is timeless. Did you see an Interstellar Show. Zales commercial? I think I saw Show. one in, in when he first went in to the black hole. There was a Zales over on the side. <laughs> yes. Or maybe it was a Jared. I don't know. Anyways, Jared. <laughs> Rob, who's who's got your purple hippo? Uh, My purple hippo goes to the school system for teaching kids that the (laughs) Apollo program was a brilliant piece of propaganda to bankrupt the Soviet Union. Uh, That's awesome. That's good. I like that one. James? Yeah, mine goes to Matthew McConaughey for lots of reasons in this movie, for picking the fucking dumbest planet to go to first for uh, being in a Tesseract and figuring it out. Who the fuck would figure that out? Number one, you just went through a goddamn black hole, and now all of a sudden you're surrounded by every moment of ever in this fucking one bedroom. Right. Love was guiding him. Yeah, my brain would be fucking mush. Fuck love. That's not how love works. Yeah, so Matthew McConaughey is getting mine too. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. He was the one that went through, you know, not only the wormhole, got sucked into a black hole, went through the Tesseract, got pushed out the other end of the wormhole, floated in space until he got rescued, saw his daughter at 124 years old, and then went back through the wormhole, presumably to go and uh, woo Anne Hathaway's character, Dr. Otherbrand. Dr. Otherbrand. Dr. Off-brand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's well, a missed opportunity. We need to uh, pick our next movie. Who's uh, picking the number? Who's uh, telling me when to stop? I'll pick the number. James, you're telling me when to stop. Uh, Rob, what number? You got to pick what, uh, between 1 and 134. You know, because of Interstellar, let's go with, uh, how old was he? 128. All right, 128. Matthew McConaughey. Stop. And we're He hadn't st- even told you to go yet. <laughs> Jeez. That's a good thing I was already clicking. 128. Okay. This is one that Red put on the wait, list. Wait, wait, wait. I can, haven't seen it. Can I can I can I do the whole the old Carson trick with the uh with the with the envelope next to his head and he would make the prediction of what it is? Okay. Is it hangar 18? How'd you know? Because I'm a fucking genius. No, really. How'd you know? Dude, I was in a Tesseract. Oh, so you saw both the future and the past. Because he loves you, Jason. Yeah, and it's sad. So yes, next week we are reviewing the movie where shortly after a launch of a satellite from a space shuttle, the satellite collides with a UFO in front of the crew's eyes. 
And because of the election campaign, some politicians try and hide uh, the crashed UFO inside Hangar 18. It is 1980s Hangar 18. Uh, it and this stars, is one that Red suggested, right? This is one Red put on the list. Sweet. Uh, it stars Darren McGavin, Robert Vaughn, Gary Collins, and was directed by James L. Conway. Does anybody know who any the, of those people are? I, I do. I remember some of them. Uh, uh I would use the term star and directed very loosely. Very loosely. I have news for you. This was made before I was even born. I was four. I was four. Sweet. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm, I, this is, I've never seen it. So Darren McGavin, he was Kolchak, the Night Stalker. Robert Vaughn was uh, in a lot of Westerns and stuff in the 60s and 70s that I've seen. Gary Collins is one of those actors that you see in a lot of shit but never can remember his name. James Hampton Who? was the dad in Teen Wolf, and really, yes. that's all you need to know about this movie. Yep. Yeah, Darren McGavin was the dad in A Christmas Story. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> It'll be something. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week. And that's it for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Prod Crawl Music is Snack Fix My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at eargluemedia.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast. Or email us at smoking and drinking in space at outlook.com. If you want to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to eargluemedia.com forward slash status Patreon and check out all the other excellent podcasts at eargluemedia.com. And all this goes without saying, but the poorly thought out and sometimes questionable opinions expressed on the show are ours and might not be shared by Eargluemedia Media or anyone else for that matter. And for this week, I'm Jason. Do yourself a favor, Google Bearded and Hathaway. You're welcome. Do not go gently into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>